but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey everyone, and welcome once again to Safe Place for Men, all right, where we're forging the keys to open doors to a new life. Hey everyone, how are you doing? This is Thomas Edwards, your male survivor and resiliency and leadership development coach, coming to you from wonderful this week. It's cool in the 70s. Sacramento, California. So I'm really, really happy about that because I love it when the weather's a little bit cool. It reminds me a little bit of Seattle, but not totally because the sun is out and there aren't any clouds. So it's still dry. And I can't believe they've already declared we're in a drought. Um, But, you know, I I guess that's kind of how it goes here when we're talking about rain. And man, I do uh, miss the the rain. And I try not to get, you know, (laughs) too. Uh, too judgy, I guess you would say, you know, as you're out and about. And so this morning I was out walking the dog and I don't have a dog, but I'm dog sitting for my, my brother and his wife. And so they're down in, in, in Mexico visiting relatives. And so, you know, it's like, okay, we're in a drought. And then I look, you know, all the water that's coming out on people's lawns and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I guess until they say that uh, we're rationed or something like that. Hey, enjoy it. I guess while you can, but it's like mine was like, okay, if I only need to water it maybe three times a week, whatever, I know it's not as green as everyone else is, but that's okay. That's enough for it to, to get by and it still looks looks okay. Kind of like when, you know, when nature waters, it's cheaper here. So I hope you guys are doing well. It's uh, been, uh, been a couple of weeks, been busy, of course, doing some coaching and working on some other things. And you guys know that I sit on a national uh, male survivor board organization. So doing some uh, work there, got some different plans and things in place. And then, of course, we finished or just finished last week, of course, one of our uh, courses, uh, the Define It uh, course with the coaching online course and coaching. So that was great. Shout out to those out there. Shout out to Tony, Tony V. All right. I hope that that uh, program, you know, helps you somewhat. And uh, I know as he was saying that what was great about it was was the coaching sessions. He so he thought the coaching sessions were pretty cool. And that's the cool thing about that that online course and program that, you know, that once a week we're also doing coaching. And so you've got the information there that you're going through and working through and transforming and, and changing. And then we have an opportunity to, you know, to to talk about that. And you, of course, get to bring to the table whatever it is that you want to bring to the table. So a great, great time there. Now, for those of you, you say, oh, I missed out, Coach T. Well, no, you didn't really, really miss out because the next one actually starts. Uh, the prelims are Sunday. So if you want to get in on this course, go up to the website. You can either hit uh, Safe Place Academy there and actually will take you to the information or you can hit next course. Uh, and that will also take you to uh, the information. But um, overcoming your abuse, define it. So this is going to be May 23rd through June 19th, four-week online uh, program and coaching. So you got the online program plus the coaching. All right, so I'm going to share uh, today just in these few moments here. Uh, see, that's the thing about when, when you're dog sitting, you have to watch where, where they're at all the time. And so 
I tried to walk him this morning, you know, for like 45 minutes to an hour. So he'd be kind of tired and, and sitting down and not barking while I was doing the, doing the podcast. But we'll see. It's, it's, it's 7.45 a.m. So we'll see uh, how it goes there. And I just fed him too. So it should be good. And I gave him his little probiotics, you know, so all the intestinal stuff is going well. So as I was saying, I was kind of doing a, a coaching session uh, with an individual, a male survivor. And I just want to bring up something that I often uh, see, and it just depends on the mind perspective. And I just want to talk a little bit about, um, I'm going to call it unhealthy positivity. Where you're like, whoa, whoa, how, how can that happen? How can you actually have unhealthy positivity? Okay, so when we're talking about this, oftentimes, you know, we think that, okay, well, you know, if it's positive, then that means that it can be good. But you've heard the saying that, well, too much of a good thing can also become a, a bad thing. So, right, water's great for you. But if you drink too much water within a certain amount of time, it can actually kill you. Of course, it distends the stomach. And then, you know, that your saline, right, has to be at a certain percentage in the body. So if you're just drinking a whole bunch of water, then you're diluting the saline if you want to say gradient or concentration in your body, which your body has to have to function, right? You got to have those sodium uh, molecules with the potassium, which are working in, in the heart. And so that's really important. Okay. So when we're talking about, I'm say signs of unhealthy positivity, sometimes this is what it looks like for us as male survivors, as we're working through things. And it also depends on how I'm going to say we've been either socially conditioned or culturally conditioned Within, I'm going to say, our framework within our, our groups, those that maybe we associated, those things that we believe. So here's one. So let's just say, for example, you kind of have the idea that, you know, I call it the, um, what was her name? Um, Pollyanna. And, and I'm kind of dating myself here. But I just remember that movie about the Pollyanna. And she would go around and everything was, you know, rainbows and and, and unicorns, and so everything was just always, you know, positive. So, but when we're dealing with, I'm going to say, the after effect and the aftermath of the trauma, sometimes uh, adopting, I'm going to say, that mindset can actually be unhealthy for us. So why do I say that? Because sometimes when we're experiencing, and this will be the first one, sometimes when we're experiencing, the, the, we experience guilt for being sad or being angry. Right. And so maybe we come from, I'm going to say, a, a social construct, a, a mindset that says that, you know, you're not supposed to be sad. You're not supposed to be angry or those things are wrong. And so we find ourselves actually experiencing guilt. And I'm going to say unhealthy guilt. Right. Because when we talk about guilt now, guilt is not a, a bad thing. Right. And so I think we are, are set up and we're wired that when we've done something wrong, that there should be some remorse, remorseful feelings, whatever, for that. Unhealthy guilt, though, is when we're experiencing those emotions of guilt and we haven't done anything wrong. Okay, That's what we mean by unhealthy guilt. There's nothing to actually go along. There's no wrongdoing that goes along with that feeling. And oftentimes what happens when we have this unhealthy positivity that says that you can be sad, you can't be angry, we experience guilt when we're feeling sad or we experience guilt when we're feeling angry. I bring this up, like I said, because I was coaching a male a survivor recently and he, would just, he just had this overwhelming 
guilt and, and burden upon him. And I, I was just asking him, like, man, where, where is this coming from? And he's like, well, you know, he's like, where the culture where I come from, you know, um, you're not supposed to be, you know, angry or, or sad. And he was coming from a religious perspective uh, background. And so I said, so, so in what you believe, whatever that, you know, there's, you're not supposed to be sad. You're supposed to be happy all the time, angry. And I'm like, and I just asked him, I said, um, so, you know, what's your spiritual practice? And he was like, well, Christianity. And it's like, okay. So I said, so just help me to understand here. Cause I say, I believe you serve someone who grieves, someone who's sad, someone who's angry <laughs> in this book that you read. Right. And so the one that you, you say that you're following shows these actual attributes or emotion and there's, there's no guilt around them. And he was like, Oh, I, I guess, I guess you're right. Okay. So, uh, but that's the thing though. Sometimes just depending on what we believe that can actually, when we talk about positivity, it can actually be unhealthy. So here's the next one that we, we ran into. And so as I was working with him and talking with him and so now you guys know, I'm a component, uh, a proponent of, journaling, really powerful, really strong stuff. So those of you that you say, you know what, you're going to try to get in so you can buy Sunday so you can enroll in the course and you want to take it, realize there is journaling parts to that. And of course, when you, when you go, you'll find out why, because I give you the neuroscience and stuff, what goes on in the brain, how people that are doing this actually accelerate uh, faster and working through the abuse. But one of the things that, uh, he had. So I said, you know, what, what have you been, you know, kind of doing lately to, to help you? And he says, well, you know, I've been, you know, just reciting, of course, my positive quotes, my positive affirmations um, about, you know, just some of the stuff that, that I'm dealing with. OK. In other words, just stay positive. OK. Which is great. Like I said, a proponent of that. But when you're reciting, I'm going to say the positive quotes, the positive affirmations and you're not actually acknowledging the hard situations we're actually kind of setting ourselves up for failure it's going to kind of lead us back to number one where we're experiencing like we said the, the guilt for being sad or angry when the reality is sometimes we just have to be real and admit that we're actually dealing with a hard situation so no matter how many positive quotes i have doesn't matter how many positive affirmations that I had, I still have to acknowledge that, you know what, this is a really difficult situation. You know, these flashbacks that I'm having, you know, I'm really not enjoying these these flashbacks, right? Even though I'm working, my brain might be working through the process of something. And so by not acknowledging that, what I believe is, is that we're locking in, if you want to call it, that actual negative energy, Okay, so we're not actually releasing. So you guys kind of know my, my theory, right? So energy wants to be moving. And so when the negative energy, whatever, during the sexual abuse is put into us, it's still in there and it wants to come out. But so many times we're holding on to it. We're not allowing it to be released. You know, and here's the, the interesting um, thing. Hey, I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about the next one then. Um, so, okay, so we talked about experiencing um guilt for being sad or angry. Okay. So trying to be positive like that, that's not healthy positivity. All right. So here's the next thing I noticed when I was working with him. And so we were just talking about, and I said, so how do you do with emoting? He's like emoting. 
Okay, so those of you that are taking the course, you know I have exercise within there on uh, emoting and working through emotions and expressing emotions. So I said, so how are you doing? How, how are you doing with, you know, emoting in emotions? And he's like, well, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, it depends if I'm not in a place where I can, you know, show my emotions or something like that, you know, with my family and those different type of things, then, you know, I, I keep it in and then I might go somewhere, you know, to the side or whatever and let it out. And I was like, man, okay. So I, I said, what was the, the reason, you know, for that? And he's like, well, I just don't want anyone to see me experiencing, you know, some, some painful, painful stuff, painful emotions. All right. And he's kind of from the generation, right, where you, you suck it up or that's what you're told. You're told to suck it up. And I said, so think about that. You know, how well has that really worked for you, sucking it up as, as we're sitting here and trying to work through these things? And so I said, when you think about, you know, the painful emotions, are they still part of you? And he's like, well, yeah, it still hurts. And I says, well, maybe that's a sign that since you're holding on to those painful emotions, that they're actually staying with you. So maybe your body actually wants to release them, your mind wants to release them, but you're actually suppressing them by hiding those painful emotions. And I said, let me share something with you when we talk about, you know, the biology and the neuroscience. And I said, what we now know is that actually crying, right, actually helps to relieve and I said, that's because actually there are stress hormones and things that actually come out as you're actually crying, right? So your, your body's trying to, to help you to rid yourself, let's say, of, of the pressure, the, the pressure valve of these things. But if you don't allow yourself to express and feel those emotions, I'm going to say even from a biological perspective, the stress hormones and things can't come out, the cortisol. So it's sitting in your system and it's hijacking your system. So when we're talking about, you know, things or signs, I'm going to say of unhealthy positivity, when we're trying to be positive by hiding in those painful emotions, then that's actually unhealthy. Okay, that's actually unhealthy. All right. So what was the next thing that we kind of talked about during this this coaching session? And so one thing that we talked about as a a sign of unhealthy, uh, I'm going to say positivity was he was, and we all go through this as male survivors until we get to the point where we think that, you know, where the, I'm going to say where the pain is to the point where it forces us to either change or, you know, just sit in the pain and sit in the agony. And that is, of course, ignoring the problems, ignoring the problems. So for him, as we were coaching and as we were discussing and talking about these things, and so... I asked him, I said, you know, so when this comes up for you, what, what is kind of your go-to, you know, what's your ritual? Cause we all have these, these rituals and it's just like, whether it's this or whether it's losing weight or whatever, the thing is we're always putting in distractions. Okay. Your brain will find distractions because it will do its best to avoid the pain. Okay. And so he's like, well, you know, I guess I do kind of, I say, so share with me. And I have this thing that we work with, and it's called the perfect system. And in the perfect system, I say, so in, in your world of perfect system, we're going to put in the middle there, ignoring your problems. So list all the things that you do that help create this wonderful, perfect system 
of ignoring your problems, right? And so it's it's kind of a fun exercise, you know, uh, that I do. But you know, once he started, you know, drawing it on the board, and we start putting all the stuff that he does to create this perfect system of ignoring his problems, it actually helped him to identify those things that he was doing, right? That is creating this world. And that's the thing that we need to, to realize. You know, oftentimes when I'm working with survivors, I'm listening to the language, right? It's not just the behavior, but I'm listening to the language because it's the language that I'm listening for because that's what we're using to create the view, the outlook, the belief, which is then, of course, leading to the behavior, the action, which is the results that we're getting. So if I'm not getting the results that I want, I need to go back to the very beginning to see, but what am I speaking or actually say creating in my world through the things that I speak? Okay, so that's really important when we think about that from that perspective. And so I just want to say to you, like this is kind of a short podcast this morning, right? But um, I just want to say to you, you know, if you're out there and you're dealing with the things of sexual abuse as, as a man, and you're one of those people that maybe some of the beliefs and things that you have say that you need to be positive all the time. Well, first of all, the question I'll ask you, is that possible? Okay. And because the reality is it isn't. And so then I've already set myself up for failure from the beginning, right? Because I'm moving into what we call that perfectionist mode and no one is perfect, right? We all have things that we can work on that we can that we can do. And so if that's the case, then I've already set myself up for, I'm going to say, failure. Okay. Now, so I want you to think about maybe this is you, maybe this isn't you. But also I want to think about this. I had an individual who's been following the, the program for a while. They've been, you know, I spent like, has it been a year? Yeah, been a year. And so they almost got to the point where they, you know, had scheduled uh, to actually do just a little empowering conversation. That's what I call them, uh, empowering conversation. So it gives individuals the opportunity to say, hey, you know what, I think I might want to work with Coach T. And so uh, from the get-go, we do a session so you can see, you know, uh, how I coach, how I work, and does it work for you? And I had one client last week, within 60 minutes, he was like, whoa, he's like, this is deep, but this is awesome. He's like, I've never had anybody do that. He's like, in that short amount of time. I'm like, okay. So if that's <laughs> if those are the results and stuff you're looking for, then you get to decide if you want to actually do uh, coaching coaching with me. But so this individual, you know, so they had signed up, and I could I could tell there was you know a little fear fear there because then they had the courage to, to sign up for doing a empowering. I'm going to say conversation, but they didn't show, man. And uh, I was like, oh, man, you know, and I, I'm thinking from the perspective, man, we, you know, um, I just wish they knew the opportunity that they missed, you know, opportunity to to be able to just share, to talk about these things and maybe to move to the, to the next level. But if that's you and maybe there's a little fear out there, maybe you're feeling like, ah, oh, I don't know about this whole, you know, coaching thing. Okay, well, then maybe the course might be the first, I'm going to say, initiation for you. Um, and so if you go up to the website, like I said, you'll see the stuff that we'll be covering this. You know, why adults don't disclose dissociation, 
barriers to healing. Uh, we're going to be talking about healing, sexual, sexuality and identity, trauma reactions, uh, of course, defining abuse exercise, uh, IDing your gremlins, trauma reactions, uh, wounds that time won't heal, reclaiming your life, how traumatic memories hide, defensive mechanisms. We're going to do part one and point two. And you'll have other survivors that have kind of recorded some of their stories that you'll be able to, to hear. You'll take an uh, ACE, Remember Adverse Childhood Experience Assessment, just to see kind of where you are at. So I just want to encourage you, you know, if you've been living with this for a while, and uh, I give a shout out to Tony that was uh, on uh, the curriculum, course curriculum, a couple weeks ago, young, early in his 20s. And I'm, I'm shouting out to those of you guys, I admire you, those that are saying, like, look, this happened, let's start working through it, right? And I just have great hopes for that. But even if that's not you, maybe it's been 10, 15, whatever, 20 years, and you're still living with this. My question to you is how much longer do you want to live with this? And how much is freedom worth to you, right? That's a, that's a lot when I'm asking people, when, I, when I'm coaching people, you know, and they're like, what? I'm like, how much is your dream worth to you, right? How much is it really, how much work are you willing to put into it? You know, what's the finance or whatever that you're willing to put into it? for your dreams to come true. And so if there's something out there, if you see yourself as like, man, I see myself, whatever, in the next year or so, you know, having worked through some of these issues and um, that they're not triggering me as often and not having all these flashbacks and having these wonderful relationships with people, with my family, with my kids, then maybe it's time to start thinking about stepping forward. And not waiting for the pain to get so bad that it's so debilitating. Just take the step forward. All right, you guys, you know who I am. You hear me here on the podcast. You got over 70-something episodes. Uh, to find out who I am, you can go to the website, find out more about me. I can't give you any more than this, right? And so you have to make the decision what do you want to do and where you want to go. But here's the thing that you need to always know you need to always remember one, you know, and I say this from my heart, okay, that I care about you. Okay, I care about all the male survivors that are out there. And I want you to know, one, that you are not alone, right? There's over 20-something million of us. I mean, that's just here in the States. That's not even including, you know, all the other countries and continents are out there. And uh, shout out to my uh, guy in Jordan, Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to actually working with you uh, coming up actually next week through the course. So um, I'm just really, I want you to know that safe place is the place for you. And if you're really interested, like I said, in overcoming your abuse, then let's work on the first part, which is defining it. And that's the course May 23rd through June 19th. All right, guys, thank you so much for allowing me to, just these few moments of your morning. I hope that some way you've learned something a little bit more that will help you during the day today, might help you to maybe work through some issues, or it might even give you the courage to like step forward and say, yo, Coach T, uh, I'm, I'm ready. Where do we start? All right, guys, until our next coaching session, be safe.